Did you guys do our San Diego game last year? Joe, I can't remember where I worked last week. They're going to go for it here on fourth and one. A lot of words, a lot of words. No snap, no play. Nothing, ready? What's hard? Hard count for him off sides. Do you like football? <laughs> You've come to the right place because this is the Hard Count Podcast and we're looking back on two massive conference championship games. We're going to have a little sneak peek ahead to the Super Bowl. We're joined, of course, myself being Patrick Stack, with Melanie Dinyashki. And fresh off the bench after a fantastic time in the United States, he's come back fresh. He's come back a couple of kilos heavier. <laughs> Lawrence Horash after lots of barbecue. Welcome home. It is incredibly fun, exciting to be back, even though Stacky tried to put a few kegs around me. You know what? I jumped back on the scales and had a look because, you know, I was panicking, yeah. to be honest. And uh, How'd you go? About the same as... Uh, okay. I came back about the same as I left, which is all you can ask for. Now, there's still work to be done to get into proper February shape mm. um, as we head into the off-season. Maybe there's a combine coming up for us. Who knows? You are absolutely <laughs> beaming to be but back But I am so here. happy back. Looking at, you know, uh, six beautiful eyes, four for Mel, two for Stacky. Uh, it's great to see you in person. <laughs> the math uh, checks out. I will say, before we get into, you know, these... A questionable conference weekend. Mel's rocking a sensational Ooh, top today. How do we feel about An it? An absolute ripper. But sushi, I'm sashimi, surprised it's we're mentioning this thing as it's got nothing to do with football. I like sushi. Sushi's no, I like sushi's great. delicious. It's a sushi top. Yeah. I feel like I need to be eating sushi wearing it, mm. though, to you know complete the look. You'd be bursting into flames with hipsterism <laughs> if that was the case. With these glasses? Yeah. yeah. A, a very, it was a very interesting weekend. Um, well, they were kind of crap games, right? They were. They? Let's be honest. They uh, were. If let's, if we're Two boat races. Yeah. <laughs> Cutting to the chase, but if there's anything sexier than the Atlanta offense right now, it could only be Marilyn Monroe because, my goodness, <laughs> that was just to die for, that offensive display from the Atlanta Falcons. That vintage reference is almost as vintage as my taste in clothes. Yeah. Well, and Shall you we know get what? into it? We're going to get to vintage clothes later in the episode. I'm not going to oh, tell really? you why, Ooh, but before we do there... Take it away, Lawrence. Let's kick this off. The Falcons absolutely demolished the Packers. Yeah, they did. Stacky was just beaming with delight and bliss. 44-21. <laughs> Matt Ryan, any questions about perhaps some questionable uh, playoff performances earlier in his career? Put to bed, 392 yards, four touchdowns, 27 of 38 passing. Even scampering for a 14-yard run. It's been a while since he did that, too. It, it has been. His, his mobility has been compared to a young Peyton Manning at times. And <laughs> he channeled, you know, the former Falcons franchise man, Michael Vick, in the Georgia Dome's last game. Woof, woof. Woof. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we can't escape. Julio, where does he reside? Down by the schoolyard, Jones. <laughs> How good was he? I'm just really starting to get even more around him. Oh, He's got more talent than Vincent van Gogh, this guy. He should cut off his ear and move to the south of France. <laughs> that, that run where he burst open for a 73 yards, like just knocking blokes out of the way. If for some reason you have been under a rock for 24 hours and haven't seen it, go to foxsports.com.au. You can yeah. find the video. Mm. It's under Julio Jones, Jonah Lomu-esque run, because that's what it was, 73 yards of barnstorming yeah. athleticism. Jonah Lomu, Greg uh, the, it the, was more beautiful than Starry Starry Night. It was just four dimensional that run. Really, I loved it. So there's only two. There's only two today. words for a run like that. Whoa! <laughs> yep. Nine catches, 180 yards, two touchdowns into the Hall of Fame, Melanie. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, like, let's not do a Sir Andy Murray and put him in too soon. But mm. yeah, definitely, there'll be a time for sure. This. Did anyone else feel like this was coming? Just from the week, like throughout the week, everyone was basically saying that Aaron Rodgers can walk on water and he is an amazing quarterback, probably the best in the NFL, despite the fact that Matty Ryan's going to pick up the MVP because he's a legend. <laughs> um, but 
there was just too much hype about the Packers, wasn't there? And the problem is he doesn't have the support around him. He he was trying. You could see he was trying. He wasn't he, the problem. Yeah. He, he, he no just doesn't have the, the tools around him. And Not, there were a lot of drops too. Yeah. A, lot of drops. a lot of drops. Obviously, we had the fumble down near the goal mm-hmm. line. That's a killer. Yep. Uh, and and really, uh, the, the wide receiving course pretty beat up. Jordy Nelson, Nelson with the fractured with broken ribs. Well, fractured ribs. We'll get to what um, Aaron Rodgers thought about that later. Devontae Adams, apart from his short touchdown grab, relatively a ghost. Geronimo, Geronimo Allison's breakout campaign came to a halt. Yeah. So he was he was outgunned. Yeah. He's outgunned. Um, yeah, like we said, a lot of balls hitting the turf, and every time you have to punt, mm. and this will be just as true in two weeks' time in the Super Bowl. Every time you have to punt against the Atlanta Falcons. You're basically giving up a touchdown. It doesn't help when you miss field goals either. It, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I so we were on a roll. Dallas boys upset We were on this. a roll with the field goal kicking unit in the postseason. <laughs> I told you, didn't I, yeah, last week? Absolutely. I said someone's going to falter that. because it's been, it's, it hasn't been reflective of the wider season. Someone's no. going to have to. This wasn't calamitous by any means. Well, but it didn't help. It, it sort hurt. of, you know, it, you know, Atlanta ran in, got the score, Green Bay couldn't get back at them, like, and that's basically what it, started on that trajectory head, for Atlanta to go on and just keep scoring and keep winning the game. Mason Crosby <laughs> knuckleballed three 50-plus yarders He's no Bing Crosby, in the final though, exchanges <laughs> against the Dallas Cowboys and then comes out and misses a chip shot in this one. I can tell you there yeah. was... Uh, you don't want to see my DMs because it got real dark and stormy uh, there as that went down. But you, you know what? Sometimes these things happen in the opening drives of a game and you get a feel for how this is going to go. And, mm-hmm. you know, Matt Ryan's innovative and shoveling passes, flick passes to Mohamed Sanu, who had a huge game. Talk about how he performed, Ryan, you know, outside the 392 yards and the four touchdowns. Uh, Atlanta had 10, well, 10 for 13 in terms of third down efficiency. That's just huge. Uh, if you're getting into third and long situations and continually converting, big boy throws. The offensive line gave up zero sacks on Matt Ryan, and that's going to need to be the case going forward against uh, against who they're playing. He had a lot of time. A lot of time. And, uh, and just his accuracy on those tight window throws, especially mm. over the middle, is something superb. Um, Kyle Shanahan is in sort of, you know, artistic greatness levels with his offense <laughs> at the moment. It is a thing of beauty, and the way he can cut the team apart in any number of uh, manner of plays is a beautiful thing. Can they afford to lose him to San Fran? Because it sounds like that's it, where he's it's, going. It's happening. I mean, they don't really have a choice. Um, it sounds like it's all but done that Kyle Shanahan's going to be the next ca- coach of San Francisco 49ers. I believe he's having meetings with them uh, this very week um, and, and meshing, having meshing sessions with potential general manager co- uh, candidates. So really it's... Could they afford to lose him? It's not really their choice at this point. He's moving on. This is a side note, but it's going to be like being an artist trying to paint without any paint, isn't it? I mean, he's going to the, from a team stacked with the sort of embarrassment of riches that the Atlanta side have to an absolute shambles in the 49s. But I mean, mm. we are. Get, I'm going on a yeah. tangent. I'm on a tangent. No, get me back. Well, very artistic today, like Pat's, you said. Pat Stack's clearly been to art school over the weekend. Had um, a coffee. But one thing I noticed, how about Lance Stevenson? Did we see the little uh, fun he had with Aaron Rodgers being sacked? No, share us. Well, you on know the how the... Ankle tap? Yeah, you know the oh. ankle tap <laughs> that, that, uh, that brought Hageman. down a yeah. giant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Lance Stevenson's the blowing thing, yes. blowing in the ear thing. Well, yes. he's used that oh. <laughs> with that video of like him in the corner blowing and then off goes Aaron Rodgers. Good to know Lance is uh, taking time out of his floundering Very NBA aware. career Very uh, aware. to comment on Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, anytime a guy like Rashid Huggerman, who is just a 
bust of a pick is creating pressure and getting sacks on, you know, potentially the GOAT one day, um, Aaron Rodgers. You know things are going your well. Not going to get too much, you know, from the Packers' side, no pressure. Mm. Uh, they really didn't do, do a good job in you any facet of the defense. You Clay Matthews. Clay though, Matthews is a ghost. Um, sorry, oh. Packers fans, if you're holding on to him as your franchise defensive player. Uh, he looks and plays like the fourth Hemsworth brother. He's about that useful. <laughs> um, so, really, they've got, they've got a, some big questions to answer in this offseason. Need to draft well, get some edge rushes. The, the picks that they've made in the secondary, struggling for health and struggling for quality. Uh, guys like Demarius Randall, who had a chance to make a big play with an interception, completely whiffing oh, on wow. the deep ball. Yeah. It's like watching a, a pop-up to the boundary uh, when your fielder out there down at third man, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this, and it sails over his head for six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it didn't quite go for six points, but that was a that these was the type of yeah. match-turning uh, moments that could have happened for Green Bay that they simply just didn't have the defensive quality to to do so. Is there four Hemsworth brothers, meanwhile? I don't know. There's cousins. One I of them was on My Kitchen Rules. I think there are. There's three. There there's the one. first there two. There's the Liam and Chris, who are the big boppers. And then yeah. they've got... There's one that's in Westworld now, I think. Oh, wow. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then there's the other one, which I think does something else. There's a cousin who was on My Kitchen Rules. Um, it was his 15 minutes. Same. <laughs> and keep we, talking we, about football. I'm we, on a we, mean, uh, we mean no disrespect to the Hemsworth brothers. Maybe they're big Green Bay fans or just football fans listening to this podcast, in which case, get in touch. Now, you're not going <laughs> to get too much no, from... you're not single. You can't be just hitting on Hemsworth brothers. I'm not hitting on them. I'm just, Your poor boyfriend, Jacob. I'm just presenting an option to like discuss football. That's I bet all. you're presenting an option. All right, play on. Oh, dear. Right. Um, now, you're not going to get too much oh, from Matty Ice on the mic, are you, Mel? No. Matty he's, Ice. I would describe him as the sort of guy that will give you about as much as like an accountant. Mm. And Arthur Blank, speaking of accountants, I would like to see his bank balance. The owner, <laughs> Arthur Blank, getting his dancing done. So that was his oh. highlight moment. Someone who wasn't feeling as happy was Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Post-game. It was emotional. In Very beanie, emotional. Kind of sad beanie. I like that, though. Don't you like es- the emotion? Especially on the topic of his good friend and why, you know, wide receiver, right, wide receiver extraordinaire, Jordy Nelson, suiting up with the military-grade Kevlar suit. Yeah, I mean, I'm so proud of Jordy. Um, I mean, it's incredible that he was out there. Uh, yeah. Man, a few words. I'm sad after that. Somber. <laughs> Did Jordy Nelson die? He, <laughs> dead? He, he may have on the field a couple times because he was taking some hits too. He was fighting hard. You try playing with a broken rib. That is incredible. Is he crying because he's, he's lost or is he crying because he loves Jordy Nelson so much? Well, there's some holes in the in the Rogers, you know, Christmas me, card me. list these days. We, we know his family issues and the fact that they're not on speaking terms. So, you know, Geordie's probably like a brother to him and to see him out there in pain. Somebody's on The Bachelor, so. Geordie <laughs> <laughs> Nelson on The Bachelor. I'd sign up. It'd do some damage. Now, that was one boat race mm. to another one. Mm. One that has got one member of the hard count trio exceptionally jubilant. And that would <laughs> no, we've touched on his Yay. jubilance and artistic expression. <laughs> Melanie Danyashki. Yes, the, the New England Patriots. Talk they to us about it. Beated the Steelers 36 17. Um, look, the Steelers didn't really offer a whole lot, did they? And losing Le'Veon Bell, that was the killer for them, I think. Yes. Yeah, um, out of nowhere, Chris Hogan, though, story of the, of the day. The exact same numbers as Julio Jones. Nine for 180 yards and two touchdowns. That's, I think, the first time in his career that he's had a two-touchdown game, which is One incredible. of them what coming off a there? flea flicker, Dion Lewis yeah. to back to Brady over the top. Yeah. And um, him and Julian Edelman combined for more yardage, receiving yardage in postseason f- for the franchise. And I'm pretty sure that was the most yards by a wide receiver in franchise history for the Patriots. So mm. this story dynasty 
the lacrosse. And at the top How of about the, lacrosse, the wide receiver stakes uh, in a game is the lacrosse playing man, yeah. uh, Chris Hogan. Yeah, used to be Hogan. Penn State, I believe. Hulk. And Bill Belichick, big lacrosse fan. Loves big it. Big lacrosse guy. He's Loves just a net a total... on the end of a stick. Yep, yep. 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 Stifler and American Pie, all of that. Culmination. <laughs> <laughs> That's an Osweiler um, I can get behind, by the way. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the Osweiler... Oz oh from God. American Pie, yeah. much more so than Brock. Gosh, who was that? What was that actor's name? Chris, Chris Pine, something, something like no, no, not Chris, Chris Pine. Chris, Chris Klein? Evans. Chris, oh, Chris Klein, yes. Yeah. Chris Evans. No, he's a no. gorgeous hunk of an, uh, Captain America. Yeah. Anyway, we so. digress. We digress again. Um, Good. Yeah. No, Chris Hogan out of nowhere. Um, only played, I think, a year or so of college football, and then became a professional I think footballer. He had like and now he's like catches in his college career. You mentioned yeah. out of nowhere. Huge. Fit- like piece of the puzzle in the Patriots offense. Fittingly, you say out of nowhere because a wrestling icon did get in on this. Hulk Hogan saying he was happy Hulk. to see one of the Hogans standing <laughs> up tall, getting the Patriots to the next level. All I want to say, Hulk Hogan, is where were you for Kevin Hogan in the city of Cleveland <laughs> in their 1-15 and season this year? That's exactly what I thought. Nowhere to be found, Kev, uh, Hulk Hogan. Can we tweet him? I'll happily tweet him. Yeah, out. let's he, tweet him. We're he, not mad, we're just disappointed, Hulk. <laughs> I'm sure his so will understand you, that completely. You mentioned the Steelers. They move the ball a little bit, but yeah. again, failing to complete drives. Le'Veon Bell takes a huge element out of their offense. Yeah. Patriots double and triple team Antonio Brown, uh, Malcolm Butler, oh, did a phenomenal McCordy, job. you're getting guys over the top. in the Logan Reds. Ryan turned up yeah. as well. Great performance by him. So I don't know that Le'Veon Bell turns the result. It, it makes it a closer game, but mm. it just takes a... It, it makes the... the explosive or potentially explosive Steelers offense so much easier to contain. How much of this is on Big Ben? Um, I think you really got to look at the red zone uh, effectiveness of the passing game mm. uh, going into the offseason. They need a different type of receiver because their tight ends aren't giving you much. Antonio Brown is a, arguably the best up with Julio Jones receiver in the league, but he's not your six foot three, you know, Julio Dez go up and get it, red zone mm. receiver. Mm. Um, so they need to look at that. They get Martavis Bryant next year, back next year from his uh, smoking tour, yes. uh, year-long suspension. <laughs> Smoke him up. So that's huge. But, I mean, defensively. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm more interested in, Mel. When lot. you were watching that as a Patriots fan, were you mm. just like, how good is this? They are playing into our hands with this defensive setup. Didn't yeah, they just yeah, lay it on the table for Brady to cut them up? I was hoping – well, you weren't, wasn't hoping, but I thought I'd see a bit more of uh, James Harrison making a bit of his mark and um, perhaps some of the – Bud Dupree was okay, nowhere to be found. Bud Dupree was huge these last few weeks. And, yeah. I mean, he made a couple of stops. I think he might have gotten a few hits on Brady, but um, or actually stopped Blunt a couple of times yeah. too for, for a loss of yardage. But – it you was know, nothing big, really to turn the tide. I've seen Lawrence Horace drinking beers under more pressure than Tom Brady was. <laughs> like. Bud Dupree, who, you're right, you said, has had some, uh, some breakout games of late. There was a play third down, need a stop to try and keep him alive. He got chip-blocked by Dion Lewis, who was about five foot six, 130 guy. pounds, yeah. and floored to the ground, playing with terrible pad level. So they've got young elements. Javon Hargraves, a, a stud in the middle of that, that line, a burgeoning stud. But this is another team that needs to go find some pass rush. Uh, needs to fix up the back end of that defense because they can't just hope that Ryan Shazier is going to shut down defense. It's not that type of play, mm. not that type of role. I think also the difference was that New England actually played how we expect them to play. They came up with some cool... There was a flea flicker play, which mm-hmm. was uh, always exciting to see. That got Chris Hogan in the end zone. Um, and they were just executing and mm. getting that first down. Edelman was great. Um, you got to look at those guys. And last week, they won, but they were pretty terrible. And this week they needed to turn it around, and they really stepped up. I want to see them do that next, next, well, the next game, 
in two weeks' time at the Super Bowl. Stack, you were pointing out before the show in our pre-game meeting that you were just so frustrated with the Steelers' zone defense approach to this and just letting Tom Brady pick you apart with short passes and guys like Edelman, mm. guys like um, you know Martellus Bennett, Amendola, Leon Lewis, these guys make a career of yards after the catch in different ways. Yep. And you can't sit back and give them those plays because they'll turn four into 12 every time. Yeah, and the stunning thing for me was that they didn't transition. It was clear from the early stages that that sort of setup wasn't working for the Steelers. Like, where's the coaching staff on that? You've, really poor. You've got to turn that around, don't you? It's, it's evident even to a complete novice like me. <laughs> it really poor game uh, adjustments throughout the game, which is just something, and this is going to be one of the huge things to watch in Super Bowl 51. One, the Patriots do such a good job of adjusting and altering the game plan and, and making schematic changes throughout a game to recognize what's working, what's not working, uh, and, and go with that. The Patriots couldn't run the ball. Garrett Blunt didn't have a good day. Deion Lewis didn't have a good day on the well, ground. He got, so he, they... got a, he got a touchdown and he had that amazing, like, uh, what was it, like a mall? Sort yeah, of the, the courtesy of the Steelers' get... defense pushing yeah. the wrong way. Yeah, but but was... What are they doing? But, <laughs> but you still got to give uh, give some some credit to Garrett getting into the end zone there. Someone call Phil Ward, George Smith, yeah. David Pocock, Andrew Slack. <laughs> I don't care. Andrew Slack. <laughs> Someone wow. call Slacky. an Aussie breakaway and get them to know, to, if you're going to go with a rolling mall defense, steer it the right way, boys. <laughs> oh. Not at your own, not at your own goal short. line. So plenty of celebrations in yeah. this one, Mel. Marty well, B. There is, there is. Oh, Marty B. Didn't he get down with the uh, cheerleaders? The Got out the pom poms, getting out some moves. I mean, he's happy. He's been in Chicago, where they've not really gotten this not. far in a long, long time. So, um, you know, he's yeah. going to be a media week darling. Oh, he's going to be very popular because you know you can you can team up for anything. I think, and he'll give you a little bit of uh, a little bit of bacon. Yeah. I- <laughs> A little bit of bacon, yeah, right? Eh? You know the the and you know what the the good feels, the vibes, the feverish, um, the feverish attitude was spreading even to Tom Brady, oh, who, charisma, he, excitement machine, Brady. He got a little colourful in his post game. It was a good day, I and mean, we're going to the Super Bowl, man. You got to be happy now. That was an S word, not an F word. An S word from Tom Brady. Are you still trying to just? Back up your boy, Tom. <laughs> he put down the Trump badge for a day. He put down the activated kale almond, no sugar, no fat cookbook, and he gave us a he gave us a little flavour, a little juice. I don't think any neutral fan uh, is really going to be cheering for the Patriots come Super Bowl day. But I am no, fascinated. I don't think so <laughs> the silver lining, if they win, it's going to be seriously interesting to see him up on a podium with Roger Goodell, isn't it? Oh, yeah, because oh. that's the thing that all the fans in uh, New England have been asking pretty much all season. Where is Roger? Because you know yep. how he's always at a game a week sort they of thing? They had grammatically incorrect signs up there asking for where is Roger. They were chanting, yeah, where Roger, is Roger, you know, where's Roger? Did they have it as were is? Or? <laughs> uh, no, no question mark. Ah, right. So just where is Roger? Right. Um, that's a statement. Lax no tone. I know. <laughs> but talking about that crowd, we yeah. saw the man the, the man pulled the, the fire alarm at Steelers HQ. Yes, got said, in a lot of trouble. I, what was it? I was drunk, stupid, and a Patriots fan. A common, <laughs> um, a, a common excuse. An apt description for many people. Yes. Um, <laughs> but then the crowd also getting involved in uh, in singing Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer. This got up and going. It was like a soccer atmosphere. Did that have anything to do with the fact that bon, John Bon Jovi did the uh, lead-in yeah. regarding the Patriots talking about how magical Foxborough is? I i got to say, John Bon Jovi's a talented man. ESPN, they know what they're doing when it comes to those sorts of lead-ins. <laughs> that, play, that did not sell Foxborough to me at all. No. I've got no desire to go to Foxborough after that. Not at all. So what I want to know out of that, though, and it's, I think it's a huge question that we need to address, with Living on a Prayer 
running the ring around Foxborough is what is your favourite Bon Jovi song, Mel and Stack? Great shout. Oh, gosh. So really, when you're diving into this amazing catalogue of hair, rock, hair, metal, glam from the 80s, 90s, even into the new millennium, Extremely hard to go past living on a prayer just simply for the amount of uh, alternates it allows. The amount of times I've seen mates of mine having far too many beers, picking up uh, a chair at the pub and saying, whoa, singing into a chair. uh, Singing into a chair? How does that go down? Uh, What you do is you grab like a a chair with four legs and you sing into the leg like it's a microphone. Oh. Sing into a chair. But that leg has touched the... Bar floor. You're not licking it, Mel. You're singing into it. It's really familiar close. Familiar with microphone etiquette. <laughs> Keeping hygiene on track at all time. Mel, are you licking um, your microphone right now? Well, have, have no. You got a track but I, for us? I definitely. If it was the bottom of a bloody barroom stool, I wouldn't be going this close to it. Um, I think it's a tie between you give love a bad name. Good. Or it's my life. But I think you Ooh, give love a life. bad name is probably going to win. I think bad medicine. Always a good shout. And for me, though, it, it, it's really, it's one track and it speaks to me. It speaks to a lot of people out there. You've set um, this up, haven't you? And I have set this up. Lawrence. And it is the incomparable, heartaching ballad that is. A real true song for someone from New Jersey. Who's had, yeah. more, <laughs> who's had more work done, do you reckon? Bon, John Bon Jovi or Dolly Parton? Or I will not hear a bad word said about Dolly Parton. I think it's Dolly Parton, and Bon Jovi's pulling it off better. He's aging quite gracefully. Um, it's not aging gracefully. <laughs> compared he's had to Dolly Parton. Well, he's aging gracefully with some enhancements, but okay. compare that to the enhancements that Dolly Parton's been rocking around. Yeah, yeah. but at least she's not ashamed of it. Who says he's ashamed of anything? Because he's a man. That's the other thing. It's never okay for men to get plastic surgery in the eyes of society. John Bon Jovi. With women, it's like seen as normal or something. Yeah, it's encouraged. Um, In many circles, wouldn't he get eaten alive if he went to Foxborough, John Bon Jovi? Wouldn't they just be like, you pansy? If I'm judging anything to do with what I saw in that prequel uh, leading into the game... (laughs) They I think they'd really be too soft, too soft for Boston. Way if, too if soft. If they had a choice, they'd probably prefer Aerosmith, being that they are actually another guy with way too much work. Now that oh. he top of the list yeah. for uh, any time your great face... karaoke song. Um, <laughs> don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, oh, great yeah. underrated karaoke song. People get right behind it, and they're before they know it, they are tearing the karaoke booth. It's a great piece song. from piece. Always no, been I a big fan of there. Sweet Emotion, but what you can't be a fan of is when. The facial work's been done around the lip area, <laughs> and then the facial hair starts to peek through. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. It's, anyway. Oh, moving so, on. Um, no, we should mention, too. Yes, yes, it was bad news for the Steels, and it was also bad news for uh, the lone Aussie in an active playing spot role, uh, losing his chance to play in a Super Bowl. That is Jordan Berry, the punter for Pittsburgh. He finished with, I think, a, around 35-odd-yard average for the day of four punts. Said two inside 20. Some nice directional work. Yeah, he did what he could. It was hard con- conditions, very misty, a bit rainy, um, and obviously a really big stage. Look, to be perfectly honest, if it's not him in that role, they get blown out by 40. So, <laughs> Jordan Berry, well done. Jordan Berry, a cracking season. Yeah, you know, ultimately, as much as we love seeing him represent Australia over in the NFL, mm. we saw too much of him as far as the Steelers are concerned. Yeah. yeah. But while the road ended there for Berry, it does continue 
for another Australian who may not take the field for the Falcons in Super Bowl 51, guys, but he has contributed along the road to Houston. He's on the practice squad, Blake Muir, offensive lineman from Kirawi originally, and he's on the phone line now from Atlanta. How's it going, Blake? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm well, I'm well. Hey, how excited are you right now? Pretty excited. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's been, uh, you know, about 24 hours since we won the game, and um, yeah, lots happened since then, and we're just uh, just excited to, to be in the situation. Can you just walk us through that last 24 hours from when the game ends, the whirlwind of, of uh, you know, winning the championship, uh, the fact that you're going to a Super Bowl, what the coaches are telling you. Take us through that 24 hours if you could. Yeah, well, it's, uh, I guess like the game, we won we won the game quite well, and um, which was surprising a little bit to me. Yeah. But, um, you know, from that point on, it's just all the festivities, like after the game, the confetti and, and all that, and... Um, getting up on the stage and then you kind of get back in the locker room and you know you gotta enjoy the moment because it doesn't come around that often but then you're also reminded at the same time you gotta just reel it in a little bit because there's still one more game to play and um you know that's the, the reward comes after that game was it a feeling of disbelief because i don't think anyone saw that sort of blowout coming maybe you guys did but it was a thing of beauty to watch you guys pick apart the uh the packers in that manner yeah, I mean, I, I was a little bit surprised. I think they, the Packers came out a little bit flat, and um, you know, it seemed like they really couldn't catch a break there for, for most of the game. But um, you know, we were we were just on it. We were, um, you could tell like the preparation through the week was was on point, and uh, just going into the game, we we felt really confident. And um, yeah, so in the end, it wasn't a real surprise because I think we played um, probably not up to our fullest potential, but we definitely played well enough to win in that manner. So wasn't it wasn't a huge surprise. You talk about your preparation and your game being on point. One man whose game has certainly been on point is your owner, Arthur Blank there, and his dance moves up on that podium you mentioned. <laughs> Have you guys got a term for the electric boogaloo that he's busting out there in front of, you know, a nation, an international audience as we watch from 10,000 kilometres away? Uh, no, there hasn't been a name for it so far, but... Um you know, it is, it is quite interesting to see someone like that, you know, cutting the rug up there. And in the, in the locker room last week, too, that um, was kind of funny to watch. But, you know, he's, he's obviously loving it, so why shouldn't we? Blake, you were, of course, in the Green Bay Packers practice squad earlier in the season, went from San Fran to the Packers to Atlanta. Were you able to catch up with any past friends? And what was that like, I guess, also coming up against a team that used to employ you? Yeah, I did. Um, I caught up with some of the uh, players before the game as we were um, warming up out in the field, um, and then after the game, spoke to some of the coaches. And I mean, it was good to, to have a chat with them again. Obviously, they were disappointed, but um, you know, it was it was rather satisfying to, to be able to beat them in, in in that way, and and also you know, with the stakes being so high. So yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was kind of satisfying. This season for you, we mentioned the stops that you've made, but along that journey, you mentioned that you, you know, ducked down back to Baylor and, and visited your brother and spent some time there. That's obviously the state of Texas, and now it's a return trip. Is there a weird kind of circle of life vibe to you for this first year in the NFL that you've come so far and, and it's bringing you back to, to, you know, the big state down there? Everything's bigger there, and, and you're lined up for the biggest game of all. Yeah, I'm, I'm real excited for the fact that the fact that it's in Houston, which is only... It's only three hours from Waco, which yeah, which is where um, Baylor is, and 
that's where yeah, I spent most of the time I've been in the States I've spent in Texas so I have a lot of friends there that you know will want to come to the game and they kind of like the my second home really outside of Australia so it's 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 real nice that it's the game is so close and I can uh, share it with those people especially with my brother being there too Blake, from afar, we've been absolutely salivating over the offensive game being put together by Kyle Shanahan. Can you just give us an idea of the kind of person he is? Are we, are we feeling sort of Russell Crowe vibes in a beautiful mind? Because the guy seems like he's a footballing savant on another level. Uh, sometimes, yeah. You need that kind of music that, that goes along with... Uh, <laughs> goes in that, you know, Near the whiteboard. Writing, <laughs> yeah, writing on the windows. And, you know, X's, X's and O's. But, um, you know, he's... It's not far off that with, you know, um, the game plan every week is just, yeah, it's, it's on point and we know exactly how to win um, strategically and it, it, it's working. Tell us, Blake, what happens from here? Like from now to Super Bowl day, what is your preparation going to be like and, and what is that going to look like for the team? Uh, they'll, they'll try to keep it as normal as possible. They, that's what uh, the coaches spoke about today. Like... Uh, this week, who they'll try to be as routine as possible, uh, and then we'll head for Houston over the weekend, and then that's from what we've been told that when the craziness kind of starts, and we'll have a whole lot of uh, whole lot of extra distractions. Um, so this week, especially, just kind of keep it under wraps and uh, keep things as normal as possible. You mentioned distractions. Now, for perhaps some fans out there don't know, but the last time the Falcons did make the Super Bowl, uh, there were some distractions that came into play with one Eugene Robinson. Have the coaches made any perhaps tongue-in-cheek or special mention for you guys to, to really make sure the focus is laser well, this week? we should mention some backstory for people who don't know who that is, Laurie. For people that don't know, Eugene Robinson uh, was an Atlanta Falcons safety defensive back, uh, and he got himself in a spot of bother uh, the night before the big game. Uh, with a uh, with a uh, lady, a lady of, of the night, night yeah. I believe is the term. Roxanne. Um, yeah, Roxanne. <laughs> she left on <laughs> that red light. Yeah. yeah. So um, with with that being part of the narrative of the Falcons last time, uh, is there is there a feeling that we've got to be laser focused and rectify this because obviously that wasn't the result that the franchise was looking for. Uh, you know, a decade and a, almost two decades ago. Yeah, like man, as you said, it's almost two decades ago. Like, <laughs> things have kind of changed. Nineties, uh, man. You know, the, the football environment since then, but I mean, I think there's a lot of trust between uh, coaches and players, and um, yeah, it's uh, as I said before, it's it's just trying to keep things as normal as possible. So, and which I think helps with you know guys acting out um, if they think if they're in a normal routine, there's no reason for them to to go and do anything silly like that. Mm. You mentioned it's 20 years ago. It's 2017 now. The boys are probably on Tinder, right? Are any, or are they that big a deal? Like, give us an idea of the Tinder percentage of use in the squad at the Atlanta Falcons. Is it a, is it a factor? <laughs> I, have, I have no clue, to be honest. Uh, I know a lot of the guys are married. Um, but um, Yeah, they best be not on Tinder. Yeah, they better not be. Or match or wherever the other ones are. But we, we had a meeting today. We had... Um, for family, and I know you know a lot of the, the guys had partners next to them, so yeah, they better not be messed, uh, <laughs> acting up or anything. But what about uh, the Patriots now? Everybody doesn't like them, it seems. Uh, they're not the most popular now? team. <laughs> They've never, ever, no one ever, likes, no one the ever likes the Patriots, unless you're a Patriots fan or you live in New England. Um, so Atlanta, 
probably becomes, you know, the sort of... The people's champ. The people's champ, exactly. How does that sit with you guys? And are you guys aware of that sort of role that you're, you're holding up for everyone to beat the evil empire that apparently is the Patriots? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, again, not, not much has been said about anything like that. I mean, we're just focusing on what we have to do, keeping it all within house. I mean, the Patriots, they're, they're a great team. They've proven it over the last, you know, decade plus. But um, So no one on the coaching staff know. called them assholes. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, there's... I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. The coaching networks are pretty pretty clicky, and everyone sort of knows each other, so, you know, um, there can't be too much said but between, um, you know, between coaches, even if it is in the privacy, I guess, of the team meeting room. But. I mean, what is the game plan so far? Can you? I know you can't probably reveal a whole lot, but going up against the Patriots, what are the main things that you think you guys will have to really do to come away with the Vince Lombardi trophy? At the moment, just score more points than that. <laughs> we haven't, it's been working we haven't, so far. We haven't game-planned much. Like, I mean, it's, it's, mm. it's the, the day after the NFC Championship, so um, right now we're just trying to get some of the distractions out of the way as far as you know travel plans and and family and things like that. And then um, come the rest of the week, it's just 100% on football. Well, I always think you've got to keep it pretty exotic against a team as competent and, and dangerous as a Bill Belichick-led Patriots team. And, you know, I'm hoping for maybe a roster move to bring up perhaps an Aussie big man onto the uh, 53, <laughs> maybe employ that jumbo package down near the goal line and, I don't know, split you out on a little little out route to the corner and see what you can do. You're a talented athlete. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I mean, you know, going and catching a touchdown would be the ultimate dream of an offensive lineman. I don't think I've, I've only seen a couple in my, my time playing, but, yeah, we're, everyone knows their role. And, um, you know, for me, just being a part of it and, and knowing that I'm uh, contributing, you know, that makes it all worth it for me. It's great to see the Falcons returning to the Super Bowl, and we do hope that the next two weeks bring a great lead-up and perhaps a Vince Lombardi trophy. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you very much for having me. Very much appreciate Blake sharing his time there as an amazing rookie season comes to a close amid fireworks. And we're going to get into our Super Bowl previews next week in a big way. Uh, we're going to dive yeah, in to, deeper. We don't want to spend our cash too early, do we? No, we don't. And uh, we'll dive plenty into the markets as well. Mm. But Mel, mm. Super Bowl week's coming up. Yeah, what yes. are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing for it? Oh, it's very exciting. I'm going to be there. You're going to be where? I'm going to be at the Super Bowl. Oh! So, Twist, who are you playing for and uh, what position have <laughs> you been called in for? Uh, I've actually been brought in for the offensive line on Atlanta for the Falcons. Interesting. Oh, You're yeah. going to play against group. your own Patriots. Double agent. See, we get Blake on the show because we tight. Oh, okay. Right. Wow. Yeah, so, twist, right. you're going... No, I'm going as Mania. Unbelievable scenes. How does Jacob feel about this, your lovely boyfriend? <laughs> is he going with you? No, he's not, but um, he is devastated that he will be without his uh So, you're going to be gallivanting around with a bunch of Americans just having the time of your life with pro yes. athletes, and he's going to be here just mm. crying into well, his pillow Well, he has a night. job and a life. Mel, you're going over to Houston. Yes. Um, for those who don't know, Mel's got an odd little red... Gronkowski jersey with very tiny letters suggesting maybe it was purchased at Chinatown. No, so it's I want to make sure that you have. Store, it's the women's sizing one. I want to make sure that well. you have something legit to take with you. I know oh, you won't wear it on game day, but no, I've been on my I'm travels. Objective member of the media. I've been on my no travels. I've been traipsing through the vintage and athletic stores across the North American mm. continent. Mm. 
And I stumbled across something in Toronto. What do you got in the T.O.D. Toronto, it, the home of the NFL. It may be the most legit jersey you could hope for as a Patriots fan. Oh my this gosh. is. What is it? For a mean price of $2.50 Canadian. Is it Tebow? It's a Tebow jersey. Lawrence Maroney, former oh. running back from the New England Patriots. Look, it's all faded. Faded. Cracked. Faded like Stacky's hair on Super Bowl Number Day. 39. That's 100% Number from Chinatown. 39. <laughs> That, that's my oh, gift that's to you for my travels. Beautiful gift. Thank Lovely you. work. We'll, we'll, get, some, well, we'll are, get some photos of that. There are a lot of uh, Hall of Fame type events and, you know, NFL legend events in the lead up to the Super Bowl. So that if gives I spot you street cred. If, if, you're if I spot him. Photographed yeah. wearing that in uh, Houston. Yeah. We might have to That gives you, you street podcast. cred. I'm surprised it actually <laughs> got through security on the way back. But... I'm an equal opportunity gift giver. Yeah, right. Stacky, I couldn't let you <laughs> leave here oh, empty-handed. Look at me, what a twist. <laughs> there is no bigger fan of the quarterback position in general <laughs> than yourself in the Fox Sports newsroom. You're a Absolutely. sucker for good-looking quarterbacks. I do like uh, You like some rugged nature to them. In between your fleeting appearances in the Kansas City bandwagon <laughs> and the Falcons one, I didn't know where to settle there, so I just thought I'd get you the most glorified and Hall of Fame-worthy jersey I could. Yep. And that would be Brett Favre. New York Jets. <laughs> <laughs> nice slim fit for that? that slim summer rig, and oh, that one is for you. Beautiful. Wow. Look at that. The so, white see-through. It's it's, my chest hairs will come straight through that bad boy. That is, <laughs> and that is a promise delightful. that we will deliver on Super Bowl day. And he's left the price tag. On. <laughs> you know that Lawrence, he, he's not skimping the fifteen dollar jersey. Yeah. That is American dollars or Canadian it's pesos. Rare. Canadian uh, dollars. It's it's yeah, right. It's lovely. Super Thank rare. you. So I hope to see that on uh, on Super Bowl day. Um, you and me will be partying <laughs> somewhere around around. Well, yeah, we've got a bar lined up, but uh, mm. there's a bit of a twist there for you, Lawrence. Mm-hmm. A bad result for yours truly. I was discussing with the uh, hugs and kisses missus about uh-huh. uh, what I was doing for Super Bowl Day, and she said, but isn't that the day you've got jury duty? <gasps> no. I've got jury duty on Super Bowl Monday. Oh, my wow. God. Okay, this, this is easy. You just get out of it. You have the phone open the entire time. They're screening you, and you get quickly checked out, I, ready for kickoff. Yeah, hopefully I'll be out by sort of... First quarter down. Ooh. I know, I know. Turn up in Atlanta face paint. They'll go, no, not no. this guy. Yeah. Can you please do that though? Can you please like wear red and have I'll tell you all what, red face paint? I will go full red face paint if you wear that jersey in the press box. Uh, this is what we need. Yeah, right. I there we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I need to see your thing first, though. Oh, I, I, you show me yours before you show me mine. I will periscope <laughs> Stacky live with the red face paint. I, I'm excited for a midway through appearance from Patrick Stack, akin to Shane Falco in the We've replacement. Mel um, will enjoy this as well. We every, Each year we generally put together a betting syndicate. <laughs> and with the, the shared knowledge at this organisation, we generally make a fair chunk that goes to paying for beers on so- Super Bowl Day. At this point, it looks like we won't have any money for beers because we have <laughs> blown the gambling stash not once but twice on a series of ill-advised tennis and NBA gambling ventures. Uh, could be a pretty grim day. Well, I was feeling bad about it. Well, got two weeks to make up for the dosh. Yeah, this is yeah. just like you know a, a great movie. You've got the deadline. Yeah. This is when you need the money before, turn it around. before your kneecaps get blown out. Sounds like another Keanu Reeves movie. Yeah. Hardball. Which is, we should one. write these down. I know. Anyway, Keanu Reeves gets us to, you know, as we look forward, next week we're going to have a big Super Bowl preview for you. We're mm. also in talks to do a huge Are we? monster 
exotic, crazy oh, yeah. Super Bowl bet special. I love it. Uh, which so much betting. We should be sponsored. I've been doing studying nah, on, nah, I don't want on Anthem Times, as always, <laughs> Gatorade colours. But before we get there, there is an event this weekend, and we're not going to spend too much time on it. The Pro Bowl is up. Oh, yeah. what? The Pro Bowl is on this uh, weekend. It's yes. generally a pretty average event. That's not must-see. <laughs> but the highlight, undoubtedly, will be the dodgeball game. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Nobody has. <laughs> That, ben of course, Stiller. Ben Stiller from the infamous. Yes, it's a new inclusion in, in the Pro Bowl activities for this year. So this is, hang on, time out. This is like the full-on superstars yep. in the NFL playing yes. dodgeball. Yeah. Yes. And what happens when one of them blows out their ACL playing dodgeball? Well, well that um, makes for a great story, Patrick, and it gives us something to talk about about the Pro Bowl. It does. So I want to say, with this star-studded lineup of dodgeball, mm. I want to ask... I've missed the hard count, hard cut. I like um, that song. Who are you predicting to be the dodgeball MVP? Oh, I'm thinking it could be a coaching uh, well, result. Yeah. Wow. And I've Wait, heard... we do have the lineup, don't we? I'm sure we. I mean, do. the lineups change about 19 times as the, as like different players have fallen out. Of course, the Patriots and and the Falcons now not yep. going to be a part of it. As I understand it, Patches O'Hulahan's taking over the reins <laughs> and uh, has a large bag of wrenches that he's going to be throwing in the direction of the likes of Des Bryant, in the direction of. Zeke Elliott, and Very if you scared. can dodge a wrench, you can dodge, dodge a, ball. a ball. That game plan sounds as useful as a certain flavoured lollipop <laughs> that I will not say on this show. I Mel, it's MVP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, the Pro Bowl Legends captains will be Jerome Bettis. Bettis. Yep, and Ray Lewis and Tony Gonzalez and Charles Woodson. So maybe they're going to be involved, right? That means they'll be involved because they'll each have a team. In which case, I'm... Going for Tony, big Tony Gonzalez. He's got that for sure. <laughs> the big barrel chest of Tony yeah. Gonzalez. Or you can have the agility and sort of, you know, elusiveness of Charles Woodson. Late call up with Julio Jones out of the Pro Bowl is Des Bryant. And I think we've seen Desi. the hops, the hands, all vital in uh, dodgeball. And then we also saw this year, and I saw it live against Detroit, the arm as well as he threw a touchdown How pass to that? Jason Witten. So he's got every aspect that you want in a, uh, in a dodgeball player. And do any of us doubt that on Pro Bowl weekend, few people could be as psychotically crazed and competitive as Des Bryant. Here's my question. Yes. Now, we've got uh, the uh, dodgeball events in Pro Bowl week. Mm -hmm. If we had a free choice of strange children games to include, what would you have? I want, like... You're Roger Goodell. What are you going to do? I want... Quarterbacks <laughs> throwing, so you know, quarterbacks obviously all yeah. of them besides Alex Smith have amazing arms, mm. uh, and I'd love to see them throwing uh, eggs to each other doing the egg challenge. Oh, nice! So wait, not the egg race. Not, no, the, not the, have you not played the egg challenge? So you stand from you to I yeah. away at yeah. the start, throw an egg each, and you just throw, and then you step take a back. step back, throw the egg, throw the egg, and you keep stepping right. back, and it gets to the point where you're doing like arm over like fifty meter throws, soft hands, yeah, soft, soft hands. hands, and inevitably you get the uh, so. As you would know, I'm sure, Mel, growing up playing cricket, they either say, like, hands down, pointing at the ground, or pointing mm-hmm. at the sky, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So you either, so inevitably you get the one where their hands in front of the face, holding, yeah. pointing to the sky. And you get egg, egg on it. your face. Egg on your face. Mm. Wow. I like that. I'm and you f- like to always throw in a boiled egg as well amongst the sort of 12, <laughs> just to try and make it's it about ridiculousness. Make it hurt just when wonder it whether the I have the boiled egg. I'd love to see Stuck in the Mud. Uh, especially some of the offensive linemen trying to get under uh, some of perhaps Darren Sproles' legs. Uh, wouldn't mind seeing 44 home. Yeah, but That's I think what about what about let's go Red Rover. What about Red Rover? What about Just did you guys ever do arms. at University Centurion Club? Yes. <laughs> 
Uh, is this <laughs> that like, happens anyway? Is this like a skull if John and bones Lynch is there, like that happens that. anyway. So it's a shot of beer every minute for a hundred minutes. Mm. Did you do this? And this sounds yes. easy. Are you a zombie? This is not easy. No. And you will almost certainly. It's kind of like the milk challenge. You are almost certain to vomit. Should be and renamed like alcohol poisoning. Well, no, get, it's not, it's not, not the alcohol. alcohol. It's, it's the, the air. It's the bloatedness. Yeah, correct. What yeah. about we get a bus in and a bus simulator and just have a game of corners? That'd be pretty fun. Or just your games are the worst. <laughs> You're done from three. Or um, someone get her on a plane yeah. to Houston now. I was like, can we play skip some? Rope. Let's let's get them some playing rope. some marbles. It'll be hilarious. I feel like Odell Beckham would really get into skip rope. I think that. Hey, d- <laughs> by the way, on a complete tangent, I was wondering, did our tire already ever make it on to a complete ca- ca- tangent? Uh, it did, it did, and it safely arrived to David Yankee. Unfortunately, it was during Christmas, so he was. Uh, at home in Atlanta, in Georgia. Everyone's in Atlanta. He got it afterwards. Um, he's, we'll give it on to Cam uh, in the off-seasons. We'll have to wait until... Uh, right. What, um, OTAs start? OTAs, yes. Well, we know that Cam's going to make a splash when he makes his first appearance of the 2017-18 season, so a hard count could be represented right off the bat as the Panthers go after a redemption campaign. We're going to redeem ourselves and cut this one off here because I think all three of us back in the building have well and truly steered this off the roads and into the heavens. The earth is off its access right now at the Hard Count Centre. Well, Johnny Manziel's tweeting advice to Donald Trump. So, you know, that's where we are in 2017. Great start. Oh, great start. As the, the first podcast of the year with all of us back in. Mel, enjoy the Super Bowl, you b- <laughs> Oh, dear. Oh, I look forward to editing this one, but really, a huge week ahead. Mel, you'll be feet on the ground. We will call into you. Mm. It's going to be an absolute ripper. Yes. Um, enjoy every facet of barbecue you can get your hands on. I will yeah. be trying out Lexington uh, barbecue. F- uh, right off fair. the bat. Yeah. There you go, and, Lawrence. You know, I'll what? see you 10 a.m. or thereabouts as soon as I can get out of jury duty. Wearing red Face paint. Face paint. We've got a week and a half of degenerate gambling to research as well. We're going to get more exotic than Shakira in Hawaii. Any final words, Melanie or Stackers, as you bid bon voyage? Gamble responsibly (laughs) or don't gamble at all. Or gamble it all. Fourth and one, we're going for it.